Hello, Dr. Dyke Drummond here at the home of TheHappyMD.com in beautiful Seattle, Washington. Welcome to the latest episode of the Physicians on Purpose podcast. Tools so you can recognize and prevent your own burnout. Stories of burnout put to its highest and best use. And wellness leadership strategies. Everything you need to be a physician on purpose. Hello again, Dr. Dyke Drummond here from the home of TheHappyMD.com in beautiful Seattle, Washington, with the latest edition of the Physicians on Purpose podcast. This time we're going to talk about how do you talk to your leaders when you're upset so that you don't get labeled disruptive or even worse. But before we begin, let's just let go of the whirlwind. Whether you're at work or home, before you push this play button, I bet you were in some version of a whirlwind, so let's just let that go. Take a big deep breath with me, and as you exhale, just let go of anything that doesn't need to be here right now and pop yourself out of the whirlwind with me so we can look back on your practice and back on your life from this new perspective and maybe come up with some new actions to get some new results. The practice of the practice of medicine, working on your practice rather than just in it. So today, what are we going to talk about? How do you talk to your boss so your boss will listen when you're upset? Now, nine times out of 10, if you're wanting to go share a strong opinion with your senior leader up the chain of command, you're upset, it's because you've been witness to hypocrisy. Doctors cannot stand the presence of hypocrisy. What do I mean? Well, the mission statement says one thing, and you're being asked to do something completely different. You're being asked to act in opposition to your professional standards, your ethics, or common sense. And we just pop. We blow a fuse when that happens. We get angry, and this is often a time where you may actually step into your boss's office unannounced to share your emotion, vent your spleen. I want you to know it's a super high-risk maneuver to do that. A couple of quick things, though, before I show you two tools that will make this an a lot more effective conversation for you. Number one, your observation of hypocrisy is always correct. What you're seeing is what you're seeing. It doesn't make any sense. It shouldn't be this way. Your anger is justified. The question is, how can you now have a conversation that will actually make a difference and not instead get labeled as disruptive or if you happen to be a woman, and this is totally unfair, but it's extremely common, you get labeled with the B word. When that labeling happens, disruptive or B word, they discount everything you say from that point forward and it can totally destroy your reputation and your career inside the organization. So we don't want to have that happen. So when you're angry, when you're going to walk in there and give them a piece of your mind, stop for a second. Take a breath. You might want to turn back around and rehearse a couple of things. Let me show you two tools from our coaching practice that work every time. I guarantee they'll work for you, but you do need to rehearse them a little bit. And there'll be tremendous payoffs when you do. You ready? Tool number one is to name your emotions. Don't become them. And again, you're going to need to rehearse these things just to make sure that you're smooth when you do it. But it could go something like this. You know, Chuck, when I notice that the mission statement says this and you're asking me to do this, 
I got to let you know, a whole bunch of anger came up for me. Now notice, I relayed the emotion. I named it without becoming it. I'm not angry. I'm not pounding a table. A whole bunch of anger came up for me, Chuck. And you might want to go a little further. And you know, it's distressing for me that I would feel anger in my practice day. That's typically a preamble for tip number two. Communication tool number two when you're angry in the face of hypocrisy is to go deep Columbo. Columbo, remember? 70s evening show where he was the detective in the trench coat with the chewed cigar. He would put his hand on his head and he would say, you know, I'm curious. I'm confused. Maybe you can help me out here. And with that line of questioning, he would get the bad guy because the bad guy would take pity on the poor schlub and confess to the crime. This is a little bit different scenario, but what Columbo allows you to do And you're going to do it in your own way. I'm going to show you in just a second, but you wouldn't do it just the way I did or just the way he did on the show. What it does is it allows the person you're speaking to to maintain control of the conversation and to explain to you how they'd like to respond to this hypocrisy. So it could go like this, and I'm going to string these two together, name my emotion and then Columbo. It goes like this. Chuck, I got to say, When I notice that the mission statement says this, and you're asking me to do this other thing, a lot of anger came up for me. And and you know what? I'm here right now because I'm curious and I'm confused. Maybe you can help me out. What's that all about? Now, when you do Columbo, I'm curious, I'm confused. Maybe you can help me out here. You must commit. Commit with every fiber of your being to not being the next person who speaks. I'm curious, I'm confused, maybe you can help me out here. Then zip it. It may take a few seconds. It may take 30 seconds or more for the person you're speaking to to respond. But they're going to fall one of two ways. More often, especially if they're a good leader, they're going to say, wow, you know, Dyke, you're right. That That's just not the way we want To behave, this doesn't make any sense. Okay, let's work on this. What do you suggest? It commonly goes like that. Again, if you have a good leader, you may also meet with what I'll call psychopath leadership. Get out of here, Dyke. I got other things to do. Don't mess with me with your hassles. That's a leader who is in their whirlwind. They're overloaded. They're probably burned out. They may be a psychopath. They might not be a very good leader. And let me just do a quick outtake. If you're having frequent episodes of witnessing hypocrisy, frequent conversations with leaders where they don't admit that hypocrisy exists and they don't work with you to try and change the systems of care to be more functional and aligned with your mission, that's a really strong signal that you might want to start looking for another job. So let's do a quick recap. When you witness hypocrisy, the organization is asking you to act in opposition to the mission and to your own personal ethics, and you're going to have a conversation with a leader up the chain of command from you. First of all, stop. Don't go in super hot. Take a big breath. (sighs) Rehearse what you're going to say. Practice naming your emotion. Don't become them. And practice the Columbo technique. And his mantra goes, I'm curious. I'm confused. Maybe you can help me out here. 
than silence. If you follow these two steps and you're able to maintain your cool during this conversation, I guarantee you, you won't be labeled disruptive or with the B word. And you may actually be able to build a collaborative relationship with this leader as long as they themselves are not overwhelmed or a psychopath. So try that out. Name your emotions, Colombo Technique. It's worked for 10 straight years with every coaching client I've taught it to so far. That's it for now. I'll see you in the next podcast. Until then, keep breathing. Have a great rest of your day. 